0: Here's my theory, Art. Have you seen Jeff Bezos lately? I think he's going to be the defensive end coach.
1: Well, see, that's one of the things when, uh, you hope it happens when you, you know, semi-retire. You get into the weight room, you get your Fitbit, and all of a sudden, you know, you're ripped.
0: One correction on that, though, Art. we got to be clear. He's got his Amazon Halo band, clearly. Oh.
1: <laughs> Pardon my ignorance. You're cutting edge. I'm, you know, Mr. 20th Century.
0: No, not at all. This week's blockbuster trade of Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson could be the first in a series of moves that leads to Amazon founder Jeff Bezos owning the team. That was the theory offered up by veteran Seattle sports columnist Art Thiel in a piece this week on PostAlley.org, blending some smart sourcing with informed speculation. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. Art Thiel, our former Seattle Post-Intelligencer colleague and the founding editor of Sports Press Northwest, joins us on this episode to discuss this theory and what it could mean for Bezos, Amazon, and the NFL. Art Teal, thanks very much for talking with me.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Good to see a familiar face there on the video. Can you connect the dots for us from Russell Wilson to the Seahawks to Paul Allen and Jeff Bezos?
1: Well, the, the interest by Jeff Bezos in an NFL franchise ownership has been fairly well documented without having a quote from him directly. But people around him and many people within the NFL, in fact, there was a quote uh, in the fall from an NFL executive who said Jeff Bezos really wants to own an NFL franchise. So I don't think there's much doubt that he's going to get one of them. And more recently, someone close to him was quoted as saying, Because the Denver Broncos are up for sale. He said it wasn't going to be Denver, which is the place Russell Wilson is going to. And so I checked around among people that I know in this community, and I found a couple of people who have specific knowledge about what's happening at Vulcan, which is the holding company for Paul Allen's many holdings. And I was told by two different people that the Seahawks are an asset that needs to be sold according to the trust of which Paul Allen's sister, Jody, is chair. She's effectively the owner of the Seahawks and has been since Allen's death in October 2018. So I think you probably have noticed, and I know GeekWire has written about a recent transaction in which a building in South Lake Union that houses Google headquarters was sold for $802 million. That is one of numerous assets that are held by Vulcan, and they've been sold recently. Uh, the A lot of attention went to his mega yacht uh, that was sold. He had a hilltop mansion in Beverly Hills, and then we had this sale recently in Seattle. So one by one, these assets that I think probably are considered indulgences by the Vulcan Trust and even Alan. I imagine, made specific points in his will to sell these things off. And I, and I do know that he has an agenda out there to direct a lot of the asset sales in the direction of the Brain Institute, because that's where I think he feels his estate legacy can have the biggest impact for humankind.
0: What are you hearing then about how the Seahawks factor into all of this?
1: As it applies to the Seahawks, I can't say when or how that is going to happen, only that it was told to me that it's just about inevitable that a sale of assets will take place, which would also include the Portland Trailblazers of the NBA. And so what else was mentioned was that I think this is kind of standard estate legacy language but there's a desire to have these franchises or these assets at peak value whatever you need to do to you know increase the asset value of something like a football franchise is should be done and i think the corporate picture is what is being advanced with the trade of russell wilson And, of course, that sounds contradictory because the Seahawks are worth a whole lot more money with Russell Wilson than not. But this sale could take a while, or even getting to the sale could take a while. I don't think the Vulcan people or the Seahawks, frankly, wanted the uncertainty over Wilson's future to cloud this transaction. And the Seahawks had another agenda, which is more football-oriented, which is they didn't want to have Russell play either next year or in the final year of his contract two years down the road and then become a free agent and get nothing for him. So the trade now gets the Seahawks team more assets in terms of three players and five draft picks, and potentially it sets up the Seahawks for a more robust – franchise and NFL presence in a year or two when it gets time to sell the asset. I think it makes some business sense and I think it makes some football sense to make this deal now so that the big question of will Russell Wilson stay with Seattle or go will have been resolved. Now, that doesn't warm the hearts of any Seahawks fans, but from a practical business standpoint, I can understand where Uh, and this is kind of how the mega wealthy work when it comes to estates, they want to be able to avoid estate taxes. They want to be able to avoid income taxes. And so that's, this is a very long answer to say the estate issue is part of the reason why this deal happened now. And I think it makes business sense and it makes football sense.
0: This is interesting in part art, because what you're hearing on the sports side related to Vulcan Complements what we're hearing from the tech side. Our understanding from people we talk to in the community is first, the will is completely secret and private, even to some people in leadership positions in Vulcan. And the priorities, though, seem to be the Allen Institute for Brain Science, the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Those are the areas where it seems Paul Allen's will literally was to have a long-term impact in computer science and science and and other areas along those lines. Whereas things like the Living Computers Museum and the Cinerama Movie Theater and perhaps the Seahawks and the Trailblazers were seen as hobbies and things that would probably be divested under the the trust plan. What is fascinating here is the possibility that you could have another tech owner. And I, I recognize that to separate these two things out first you're hearing from sources that the Seahawks will eventually be sold but the speculation is that that would be Bezos but it's very informed speculation what kind of owner sports owner do you think Jeff Bezos would be
1: well um i'll put it to you this way there's a really interesting calculation that was done based on the Forbes valuations of ownerships Jeff Bezos was i think said to be worth 200 billion. That's more than the combined asset wealth of the other 31 NFL owners. Wow. (laughs) So he's a megalotron, you know, he's just this giant (laughs) beast that would wind up dictating. He he would, uh, as one writer put it, uh, he would be the commissioner without portfolio. (laughs) And, and you know it could have almost happened with Paul Allen because, at the time Allen bought the Seahawks in 1997, he was worth uh, I think something like 15 billion, and his asset value grew to be beyond 20 billion during his tenure. And at a particular point in that timeline, he had assets four times greater than the second richest owner. So Allen could have bigfooted the NFL had he chosen to do so, but he just didn't have the passion. His passion really was basketball. He did the city of Seattle a favor by buying the Seahawks in '97. He had to be talked into it. It was not, you know, it was just kind of like the Commons project he had 25 years ago. It was something he wanted to do for the city. But as it turned out, it was a very successful endeavor because he paid 200 million in 97. And right now the going rate for NFL franchises is estimated to be about 4 billion. Hmm. So that's a fairly good rate of return. In fact, that's ironically, the franchise that Russell Wilson is going to is for sale. The, the Broncos are up for auction because the original longtime owner, 38 years, Patrick Bolin, died in uh, 2019 and the asset was bequeathed to his children, but the children squabbled and fought in court and, and they couldn't come up with a solution. So they just decided to sell the asset and split the proceeds. But Alan, of course, never married, never had kids and doesn't have any obvious heir in the family or close by that would want or could be an owner. So. It's going to have to come from outside, and Bezos clearly is uh, the uh, thousand-pound alligator. And I, I suppose there could be someone else in the tech community who could join him, or may take, you know, want day-to-day control. I don't know really what Bezos' agenda is for the football team, other than to win Super Bowls. But how he does it and when he does it is a big mystery because. We just don't have any idea about the timetable for Vulcan to sell this particular asset. It could be this year, it could be five years, but at least on the football end, they've resolved a big issue.
0: The crossover between Seattle sports and Seattle tech has a rich history, and we'll get into that after this break. I wanted a career in IT, but I didn't know where to start. WGU makes it simple. Their accredited online degree programs cover all kinds of IT specialties, and they have valuable industry certifications built in at no extra cost. The payoff? Having those certs back up my degree makes me look even better to future employers. A nonprofit university that includes top industry certs in their programs? I choose WGU. Learn more at wgu.edu backslash IT certs included. Over the years, tech interests in Seattle have played a major role in different ownership groups. Thinking back to Nintendo of America and the Seattle Mariners, Andy Jassy, the new Amazon CEO, is part of the ownership group of the Kraken. So in some ways, this continues a tradition, if it were to happen, of tech interests having a major presence in the the ownership of sports franchises in the Northwest.
1: Well, the collection of billionaires here in Seattle, you probably have a a better number than I do. It changed in, I believe it was 1986 when Microsoft went public. Is that, have I got the right year? I think that's about right. And the boom created instant millionaires and a few billionaires right then. And it utterly transformed. And you guys have written about this many times. It just transformed every aspect of public life in Seattle because you had tremendous philanthropy and and a group of people who were willing to indulge their passions. The only reason that Paul Allen is owner of the Trailblazers is because Barry Ackerley, the owner of the Sonics, refused to consider an offer from him. He basically told Paul Allen to drop dead. And in fact, Allen had floor seats at the old uh, Coliseum, to watch games and accurately uh, banished him up into the cheap seats uh, wow. because he was insulted that he tried to buy the, the Sonics. Wow. So um,
0: I didn't know that.
1: So yeah, the, the, the tech Im- impact is significant. And I, I think Bezos wouldn't have considered this until he left Amazon as a as CEO, but, but he's following a path that was charted by Steve Ballmer. Who could easily have bought the Sonics in 2008, but he was still, he had a day job with Microsoft and he still had kids in school. Well, a few years later, neither of those were true and he bought the Clippers. So he's a very successful uh, NBA owner. So I don't, I, if I had to guess, I don't think, again, answering to your earlier question, I don't think Bezos is going to be as hands-on as Ballmer is with the Clippers. But that's only a guess. I just think that Bezos's passions are all over the board. And I think this would be just a prestige buy rather than an active participant.
0: Russell Wilson was unique among sports figures. Russell Wilson was unusual among sports figures for his deep involvement in business and technology and from the GeekWire coverage perspective, that was one of the more interesting aspects of this deal. He has startups, he has investments, he has a, a store in, in the Seattle area. Can you remember art, a sports figure in the Pacific Northwest who was so active in the business and tech community like this?
1: No, this is altogether, you had the right word unique. There have been athletes who've dabbled and, you know, some have been successful, certainly, uh, There's been a lot of philanthropy along with the tech investments, but Russell is very contemporary, very hip to the business end. And of course, he has come to great athletic wealth. It's not, you know, Bezos wealth, obviously, but he has a grand agenda here. And it is a driver in his sports decisions because you've enumerated several items on his agenda I don't know really how he manages this and and also uh, three kids and another one on the way but I think he has help and, uh, <laughs> and I think he's got a big agenda beyond football I'm sure people have suggested politics to him I'm sure that being a major power broker in the business world is definitely on the agenda and he thinks his reputation is going to be enhanced by winning more Super Bowls. And he sees that the Seahawks are not necessarily going to be that team anymore and they won't let him play to the maximum of his, what he thinks are his capabilities. So he wants to go to a place that gives him a better chance. And I think we all got caught up in when this first happened 13 months ago in trying to match Russell with a particular geographic location to make business sense for him, like Los Angeles came up or New York. Well, as we found out in the pandemic, geography doesn't matter. You can be everywhere when you need to be. And then if you have to have a physical presence, he's got his own jet. Geography has is, is ceased to be an issue in that. And wherever Russell is, he's going to be an operator, a big time businessman, big into philanthropy. And, oh, yeah, he wants to be the best football player on the planet.
0: Okay, so that's art where my thinking is a little bit outdated, because as soon as I saw this news, I started to go, huh, yeah, Denver's tech scene isn't anything like Seattle's, you know, started to get my Homer hat on. And really, though, you're right. I mean, it doesn't take that long to get from Denver to Seattle or Silicon Valley or Los Angeles or New York, really, in the scheme of things, especially, as you say, if you've got your own jet. That puts my mind at ease a little bit. I think one of the neat things about Seattle is the crossover between the tech world and the sports world and all of these ways we're talking about. And Russell Wilson really embodied that. And I I hope it continues because he is a, a unique figure. And by the way, that was my internal copy editor (laughs) <laughs> at work earlier. Unique is a different word than unusual. You can I, I can talk about a newspaper person as well. Well, so. but no,
1: it's it's you know, unique is a word that gets way abused by most people, yes. especially in sports, especially by Pete Carroll. Um <laughs> so I'm eager to uh pass the word. Unique means one.
0: One, right. Exactly. Uh,
1: Russell right now is one.
0: So Whether Jeff Bezos or someone else buys this, it's pretty clear that the wealth in the U.S. economy right now is centered around technology. So one way or another, someone from the tech industry could end up buying this franchise, the Seahawks. Actually, one quick aside, would the Trailblazers necessarily be sold to the same person as part of the package, as you understand it?
1: I don't think there would have to be a connection. I think there's more money to be had if they're sold separately. And I don't think most tech people would want to divide their interests and loyalties in sports, but I could be wrong. So I think they're separate. In terms of the tech impact on this, it's going to be enormous because the only activity that is still must-see TV in American culture is live sports. Everything else can get streamed but only pro sports live is worthy of broadcast. And besides the broadcast, you can still stream it. So whoever is the Seahawks owner, and that's going to be north of $4 billion. So uh, the principal owner by NFL rule is required to put up 30% of that in cash. And so a billion three is chump change for Bezos and a handful of others. But it, it disqualifies a lot of wannabes because you have to have cash for that. I think the Seahawks stand to gain from the standpoint of being the biggest SOB in the NFL Valley um, <laughs> because the tech guy who owns it is going to be a very successful, very dynamic leader and will want to make his imprint on the whole of the NFL, not just uh, winning football games, but by increasing broadcast rights, by increasing streaming rights, and maybe owning a team in uh, in London eventually, or getting a team in London. And you need global thinkers. And Bezos is certainly a global thinker, as are uh, several other of the mega wealthies in this area. So I think they see the NFL in general and the Seahawks in particular as a great tool to advance their agenda.
0: Speaking of that, Art, our- you just raised a really important point. Amazon has a deal with the NFL to stream games. Could that create some kind of conflict that could make it less likely that Bezos would buy it?
1: Well, I'm sure Bezos will be buying this with his personal wealth and he will have no affiliation with the company that would be a conflict, but everybody's going to assume so. I don't think it's a deal-breaking problem. And if there's some reason that he has to divest something, well, he probably could, But he's buying this as a private individual, and the NFL is doing backflips over the possibility of getting Jeff Bezos under the tent for the same reason that the NHL was thrilled to have Bezos as the title sponsor to the new arena in Seattle. So they're very eager. And the NBA really wanted Steve Ballmer to buy the team in 2013, and they didn't want Chris Hansen to buy it because Ballmer is such a player in realms and spheres that pro sports wants to be in so the marriage between big time pro sports and tech that's going to be happening all the time and it and it could be happening sooner than later here in seattle
0: last thing art just to put this in perspective in the realm of speculation which is more likely in your view jeff bezos buying the seahawks or russell wilson pitching for the mariners (laughs)
1: That's a good one. I had, I think Russell Wilson at second base might work out, and uh, if Russell can work it out with the Broncos, he'll be there. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I'm taking Bezos uh, and betting my four billion uh, that I have on that one.
0: That's a good point. Was was Wilson an infielder? He was yes. not a pitcher. Okay, no, he sorry. was not a pitcher. That was, that's good. I love how we're schooling each other in our respective disciplines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a neophyte, and I and I uh, I kneel in supplication to your knowledge of the tech world.
0: I to yours of sports. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Art, this is fun. It's really good to catch up with you.
1: Great, same here, Todd.
0: Seattle sports journalist Art Teal was a longtime columnist at the Seattle PI newspaper and the founding editor of Sports Press Northwest. He recently announced the start of what he calls his unwinding from daily journalism. We'll link to that column and his Wilson Seahawks Bezos analysis from the show notes on this episode. Kurt Milton produces and edits our show. Daniel LK Caldwell composed and performed our theme music. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. We will be back next week with a new episode of the GeekWire podcast.